decided to put some some toast in when the toast gets done you just take some peanut butter and put it on one side and then you get like a snickers bar and you can cut that in half like hot dog ways and then you break that in fourths <laughs> and you put that on there and then you get some m&ms preferably crunchy and put them on top of that while it's still warm so they all melt together and you just you just eat that uh, well, the short answer is no. Okay, that's, that's a candy sandwich, and you do not have to use those candies in it, but I highly recommend them. Um, for all of you guys who can't guess what the episode's about, it it's about candy and maybe sandwiches. <laughs> so we've started with my famed candy sandwiches. Yeah, I do like the cut the Snickers lengthwise. I think that was my favorite part yeah, of your you particular it- brand of sandwich. Yeah, you got to make it fill out the whole sandwich because this is very interesting. When I first started (laughs) doing this, I would cut thin slivers. Okay, like crosswise, horizontally. I don't, we have to, I don't know what the orientation of a Snickers is naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Horizontal. Um, But no, so like sushi. Okay, yeah. But really thin. And then I'd tile it, but that would always take forever and it would like melt while you were cutting it granted arizona you could probably do this in like a different climate easier but yeah like long ways ends up being a little bit faster but then you also get you get like a neapolitan effect because, oh yeah because yeah. you get a little bit of yeah. every part basically yeah it's I like that. it's delicious and the <laughs> thing that the only thing that anybody ever really dislikes about this thought is because you put it on toast I, I enjoy that. I mean, I've done similar things, uh, but as far as, you know, that whole combination, I mean, like, would chocolate syrup count? Oh, yeah. Like, you can use chocolate. I think I, everyone's done that. One probably. of my favorite. Like a peanut butter, chocolate syrup, or well, just doing, even just on toast. Well, just using, yeah, just using Nutter Fluff and specifically the uh, chocolate fudge from Hot Fudge Sundays. Yeah. Just using that shit, like cold it's real thick yeah that shit should probably be illegal it's not (laughs) not food (laughs) yeah they're uh as far as candy goes a lot of it i feel like should not be food oh that's what i feel like lately i've been seeing so many insane crossovers and just like wild ideas in candy well, we ran out of shit. Now we're doing <laughs> yeah. so, like nerds rope is what happened when Laffy Taffy and nerds like the machinery ran into each other at the like somebody was sweeping. They got their nerds shit in all of the Laffy Taffy shit that fell over, <laughs> and they looked at the assembly line and were like, "Dude, these are close enough. We could just put their trash waste in the same thing and roll it up." Yeah, which I mean is delicious. Oh man, Nerd's Rope is one of my favorites. And then they made Nerd Clusters too. I have not had Nerd Clusters. It's basically a cut up Nerd's Rope. Uh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> just covered in Nerd's. Maybe a little, it's a little softer of a texture than the Nerd Rope. Oh, dude, that's one. So, Starburst. Starburst, a favorite. One of my favorite. favorite things ever. Have you had a Starburst Mini? 
Yes. They're awful. You think so? Dude, they taste like their flavor <laughs> is like a third of what a normal Starburst is, and the texture of them is almost circus peanuts. <laughs> so I'll agree with you on the texture. I felt like they were quite flavorful though. No, I had them recently. They're quite flavorful, but they are <laughs> not as flavorful as a normal Starburst. Okay. Yeah, I should have done a side-by-side comparison. I don't know why you would, because the idea is to buy one or the other, and it should... For this moment right now. I mean, we can. We could almost do, like, a fucking full candy podcast. Like, we live in America, land of poison candy. That's... Yeah. It's an American tradition, really, is what I learned looking into candy. Right. See how much we can poison our children in, like, a fucking two-day period during October. Yeah. Shit's delicious. It's very delicious. I mean, I'm a huge candy fan. I'm more of a... Well, so, I mean, maybe that's the first discussion is what is candy? I was going to say I'm more of a sugary, sweet kind of guy. You know, like a Sour Patch Kid, a Nerd's Yeah. Oh, Um, for sure. I get in fits. Yeah. I switch from being like, I either want chocolatey, fruity, or creamy. Which both fruity and chocolatey can be creamy, and I get on different fits on that. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate is all chocolate candy, would you say? You're a food guy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's like, you make chicken with chocolate sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of chocolate has sugar added, though, and like candy bars. Yeah. If you just go and eat cocoa, you won't be happy. That's not a (laughs) thing. (laughs) Like, you can't just, uh, that's probably a good way to get your kids to hate chocolate is be like, yeah, just eat the spoonful of cocoa. Yeah. There was actually, so as far as how the chocolate bar was invented and like what the difference of all of it is, I just learned this. Um, I guess cocoa was really only used in drinks. Mostly up until like early mid 1800s, I think it was 1847. So a chocolate Coke might have existed before chocolate syrup was used on ice cream. Potentially, yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, because to us, that's like a fucking thing that was <laughs> brought back from the 50s. Yeah, but there's this dude Joseph Fry who had cocoa paste. And Why he, do I know that name? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, is that the guy from Futurama? No, it's not. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, but so that kind of started, I guess, this dude, when he made the chocolate bar, it kind of caught on and people were into it. You like... mean the delicious thing <laughs> caught on? Yeah. And like in 1900 was when Hershey put out their first chocolate bar. So it had been kind of evolving, I think, in that 50 years. (laughs) That's, well, I mean, getting less chocolate. Yeah, I would assume so. More sugary, more watered down. Creating a niche market for dark chocolate individuals. (laughs) And uh, I guess white chocolate is always candy. Yeah, because it's... Not chocolate. Yeah, you have to add, like, milk or sugar. And quite often, no chocolate. Yeah. Like, there's not an adding to it. It's just not any chocolate. Yeah. I think some of it still has cocoa. I could be wrong about that. Some of it has, like, they use cocoa butter. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. yeah. Because when you get melt chocolate, the 
it's fucking super weird. So when you're using like white chocolate, it evaporates, which is it throws <laughs> you off when your chocolate evaporates because it goes yeah. from being poury chocolate to being solid chocolate, which is also what happens when you get water in your chocolate. It just right. turns fucking solid and breaks. And right, your right. Life is ruined. So you're like, wait, I didn't like. You did everything right. You're just using <laughs> something that's not got the same chemical structure as the previous chocolate. Yeah, that's crazy. That must be really crazy for like a chocolatier. Oh no, those guys fucking love that shit. <laughs> I bet they do. But like the first time you see that, it's like what? There's <laughs> it's uh, a whole different chocolate. Yeah, there's like a <laughs> there's a famous chocolate guy in Jackson that there's a story about. I think it was Sandra Bullock. It was somebody famous went in their chocolate place okay, and was, so they sell like squares of chocolate that start at like $3 that are like one inch by one inch, one gram chocolates. That's kind of a thing in America too. I just learned is like a lot of regions have a specific chocolate or like a, a little variation that's almost like patented. Yeah. That's what we're trying to make markets. Right. But some of them are pretty old, early 1900s. Yeah, and some of, like, the guy that I'm talking about, so a famous person came in there, bought a bunch of his chocolates, and then was like, hey, you want a picture with me and blah, blah, blah? And he was like, <laughs> no, I have shit to do. <laughs> and he basically just told them, you can have a picture with me if you would like while I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, I'm the famous one in this room. <laughs> but, uh, That's great. Just nagged him like crazy. Well, no, because he's, uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a room with a chef that's too busy, (laughs) but it doesn't matter who you are, you can go fuck yourself, and it's just real funny that a chocolate guy is just like, yeah, no, this is, you don't get it, you are unimportant, I have chocolate (laughs) to chocolate with. Yeah, there's a mission here, and I must succeed. Um, Um, Well, sugar... Basically, all candy is just sugar in some different form. Yes. I would say that that has got to be some some form of the definition of candy is sugar and has no positive long-term value for your body. Yeah, definitely that. Uh, in the beginning, people did think it had value. Yeah, we also used to think <laughs> fucking putting lead in your mouth was okay. Yeah. Yeah, but all candy does come from sugar. And um, basically, the word candy even comes from a Sanskrit word, uh, kanda. Ooh. So, <laughs> all of those weird little, you know, the happy bunny chicks that are always just like, I want a kanda, kanda, Like, some of those people are right <laughs> about the origin when they're getting all excited and bouncing up and down in front of candy. Yeah. And I guess what they were doing was boiling down... Because sugarcane is native to that region, Southeast Asia. Yeah, dude, I didn't realize that sugar, sugar, the sugar that we have is actually relatively new. Uh, well, like this version of it that I'm talking about is very old. What they were doing was basically boiling sugarcane and like the juices from that, they would yeah. drink tea. And then when other civilizations uh, came over, like the Greeks and, you know, like Western Europe and everything and parts of the Middle East, Persians at the time. They were like, oh, they have honey without bees. That's <laughs> how they I, that, were referring to it. That, I would, that would make sense. They probably would have accidentally been able to make crystallized 
sugar because well so they were making some forms of crystallized sugar i guess at the time but because it was more of a drink they like yeah. weren't really well, bothering would, with that that's why i'm thinking it would have been an accident yeah there was probably one dude who made because that is the perfect situation to make rock candy yeah that's one of the earliest candies so i can rock see candy. like the one guy <laughs> in your village that's a fucking drunk that ended up just accidentally somehow ending up a fucking rope in his fucking soup of candy and like pulls it out and do you just that's that weird guy in the corner that makes rock candy everyone's just kind of cool with it because the fifth (laughs) of every fucking month he brings the rock candy and we just let him get fucking plastered and be the town idiot yeah and early candy was seen as very luxurious. Yeah, because it has no nutritional value. Because <laughs> that's how, like, the value system of being a species that needed to survive versus the value system of a species that needs to perpetuate the earning of money is very different. Yeah, in the Middle Ages, it was only insanely wealthy people that had it, like royalty. It was actually called chamber spice was like their early form of candy do you think that they're so if you grew sugar cane you have a little side market making candy really because you just need water sugar cane heat and string yeah pretty much it'd probably be super organic raw kind of sugar that we're not used to but i bet it's still good well so i've actually had rock candy made from boiled sugar cane because we're about to learn something (laughs) about keelan (laughs) I knew that, like, all of the process stuff is, like, you'd probably been there. No, so when I... I'm just making hard candy in the woods. No, this has nothing to do with the woods. This has to do with how my parents tried to make me not eat candy as a child. And I'm just realizing how insane this is. Oh, they wanted to show you how the sausage was made? No. That kind of deal? No. This is much worse. You know how my parents, like, treat me like a pet sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, so they just buy me sugar cane to chew on. And what's that, the like? Oh, he'll get tired of gnawing on this. No, sugar that was they're like, <laughs> all right, we can give him sugar cane and he won't get licorice or something. Like, the whole like idea was like, it's natural sugar or whatever. And they were fucking right. I chewed on a sugar cane. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they used to just sell uh, like half foot sugar cane stocks that you're supposed to do things like boil with right. fries for years when I was probably six through just before. So, like, 12 my parents would just buy me a sugar cane length and be like here you go and i would just chew on it till it was gone (laughs) but when i started getting older and into cooking because i did a lot of cooking as a kid in a in that we would wait for my mom to go to sleep and then like me and danny bailey would fucking make chili and stuff (laughs) just tear up that kitchen oh yeah which she that's i remember your kitchen being crazy yeah it was it was (laughs) trash all the time (laughs) But, yeah. uh, yeah, so I have accidentally made, like, I've gotten sugarcane crystals on the side of a bowl before because yeah, I have boiled left. sugarcane before. And it was, it tasted like normal sugar. It wasn't. But I don't know if that sugarcane is, because it has to almost be, like, a completely genetically different, yeah. like, a hundred and something years of agriculture later. Yeah, it's got to be different. I would assume at least that it's slightly different than the ancient stuff. But same idea, I would assume. So the whole reason why I brought this up is because so theoretically making a side job is just making uh, rock candy would be relatively easy. Which makes me think that they would uh, police it like you would something that's incredibly valuable. (laughs) So like, 
were they treating people in sugarcane fields like they were growing coca? I mean, I don't know. I don't really get that aspect of it, of like, oh, only wealthy people had it. I guess maybe it's because they had to import it. Well, it's also a frivolry. Yeah, I You have to already have enough food in you to go and buy it. It came to uh, America in the 18th century from Britain and France. And it started, like, once it came over, that's when the first penny candy came about. Dude, have you ever <laughs> been to a penny candy store? Kind of. Like, that there means, are modern versions That of means it. no, Adam. <laughs> a penny well, candy like, store is a singular thing that exists that does one thing. It sells candy for a penny. And I've only been to one. And the first thing they always tell you is how expensive it is to lose money running a fucking penny candy store. <laughs> They're just like, things aren't going well here. <laughs> well, so the penny candy store I know about is in... I want to say it's just outside of, like, uh, Salem, Oregon. Is it, like, a historical thing? Yeah, it's attached to, like, this kid's... It's almost like the Science Center, like, hands-on learny thing, but it's a little less on the learny side of stuff and more on the play side of stuff. Yeah. So it's, like, $10 to go in there, and it's in a historical home, and then next to it is a historical penny candy store. Okay. So the penny candy store has all of the, I guess, you have to try really, 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 really hard to buy the candies that at least break even when you sell them individually for a penny. <laughs> so, like, there's tricks to shopping at the penny candy store. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Basically, you just shop by weight, but there is certain, like, certain kinds. There's, like, you know, the two kinds of Mary Janes. Uh, is it with peanut butter and without? No. So there's the Mary Janes that are the actual Mary Jane flavor, or like that say Mary Janes on them. Yeah, those like are the, the taffy kind of? Yeah, those are the good ones, the like yellow striped ones. And then yellow, there's the black. ones that all of us know as those nasty orange and black things. <laughs> right. Yeah, that you get at the cheap ass houses. Those are also Mary Janes. Yeah. So by weight, you can get a shit ton of those fucking crappy ones. Yeah, no one wants and those. You can only get, that. Yeah, they're disgusting That's as like, hell. I'm just going to get a bag of candy corn and a shitty orange Mary Jane. I do know people <laughs> who love candy corn a lot. I don't hate it, but it's definitely a lower tier candy. I hate candy corn, but I love those pumpkins, which they are made out of the exact same thing. <laughs> and... I will admit I can only eat like four of those pumpkins before I feel like I want to die. But <laughs> Before you realize you just ate a chunk of condensed sugar. No, dude. I used to... Oh, man. You want another child story of Keelan's? When I was little, apparently I was so fucking uppity. Everyone should have known I was going to be an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> I would like wake up early... But after my dad went to work to go eat spoonfuls of sugar, this is what I'm like <laughs> three In secret. I'm like three or four years old. Like I only remember one of these instances is how young I was. My mom would still be asleep, and my dad would have left for work, and like my sisters would have all been asleep still as well. And I would just go into the kitchen and find the sugar and just sit with the bowl of sugar and eat it <laughs> and my dad one time 
this is the only one I remember, was they moved the sugar to the cabinet above the stove where most people would hide their booze from their kids. <laughs> Which it was also full of booze, but that's not why. It was all nasty. It was like 50-year-old homemade Kahlua. Weird. But, yeah, nah, it's, it was gross. But, uh, but yeah, so he left, and I went in and climbed up the stove and was... Straight for the candy stash? Well, and I was... I didn't even bother taking it down. I just took the <laughs> lid off of it and had a spoon up there and was, like, standing on my tippy toes on top of the oven, like, just eating <laughs> sugar. And my dad had fake left for work. So he just left and drove around the block and came back in because they had noticed the sugar was disappearing. And he just like walked <laughs> up and grabbed me by the back of the shirt collar and picked me up and like put me in my room and locked the door and then went back to work. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, I guess the war is on. <laughs> so that's when I started doing things like learning how to shimmy locks. Hmm. So you could eat more sugar? Oh, yeah. It's all been about sugar. It's most of the time. <laughs> Once I got like old enough to where just eating spoonful of sugar was like a little much, I would have to secretly... I used to make peanut butter sugar bread, which okay. is uh, exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. The trick to peanut butter sugar bread is don't toast the bread. And when you're eating the peanut butter sugar bread to roll off the edges as you go so you make little peanut butter sugar rolls out of the crust oh okay mm, and they're delicious <laughs> nice yeah but i wasn't allowed to do shit like that because it, i would just eat like sugar constantly the fact yeah. that i am not a diabetic is pretty amazing <laughs> we would have uh just like buttered toast and cinnamon sugar yeah cinnamon sugar toast is a classic almost yeah. everybody i know from everywhere i have ever met somebody has had a version of peanut butter sugar toast. Yeah, and it's generally, Some people do it cold, too. That's what I was going to say. Bad. Generally, the only difference is whether or not it's toasted or untoasted. Yeah. But what I will say is if you have a toaster oven and you can... Put Horizontally, like lay it down. Yeah, put down <laughs> the butter and the cinnamon sugar beforehand and then toast it. Ooh. And if you can get like a little broiler on it and enough sugar on top, you can get like a crunchy coat. I like that. Yeah. Does it caramelize at that temperature a little bit even? I guess it, that's too it, low. Well, like, so the term caramelizing is very, <laughs> like, that's... A, I wanted to ask you about it because I kind of know what well, it's about. So caramelizing isn't a, making caramel. Right. Yeah. So when you're making caramel, like, yeah, you're caramelizing it because you're making caramel, but it's not the same thing as, like, caramelizing onions. Right. Like, they are not related yeah that's always confused me yeah like what is caramelizing onions you just keep them until i do believe that you are you end up browning sugars that's in them naturally but it's not the same as making okay sugar. but like you also go into sense. the story of like when you're caramelizing onions and actually caramelizing onions like we don't get caramelized onions very often in america yeah like even when they're called caramelized onions right. traditionally a lot of people would be like oh those are lightly sweating onions. <laughs> yeah. Or like grilled onions. Well, Maybe grilled onions. No, when you call grilled onions, grilled onions or grilled onions. A grilled thing will have a grill mark on it. I feel like sometimes though, like with the Philly cheesesteak, they'll say grilled onions, but it's really caramelized onions. I'd see, and 
with that, I would say they probably have slightly sweated. That Philly cheesesteak arguments are things that I'm weary to get into because people are very, very particular about them. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the pleasure of having somebody not in Philly from Philly finally have enough of everyone talking about Philly cheesesteaks at the place that he had to make Philly cheesesteaks that he didn't believe in. So one day he went and got all the stuff for authentic Philly cheesesteaks and just made like half the bar real Philly cheesesteaks. They were very salty. Huh. Very salty. Yeah, that sounds... (laughs) It was delicious. Like, I loved it. But there is... I'm not from Philly, so I got all of my Philly cheesesteaks like fifth hand. Yeah. So I'm fine with people who want like a Caribbean Philly cheesesteak. What is that? That's just making just putting Caribbean food on a fucking bun. <laughs> Unicorp, as good as cocaine. Candied peanuts. Yeah, that's a whole category. That's a lot of the early candy too is candied nuts and candied fruits, which is just like it varies, I guess. Some of them just kind of, like, dust it. Some of them, like, melt on the well, so, liquid sugar. So the actual term candied is uh, you have to either make a syrup and bake it on it or right. reduce it in a syrup till it goes. If it's dusted, that would just be dusted. Like, it would be tossed <laughs> in. Right. Yeah, I mean, you would know the specifics like that. I'm talking early candy, though. Yeah, me too. That's where that's where they invented these terms. That's the only reason why people <laughs> give a fuck about these terms, is because they're as old as some religions. Yeah. Well, the whole chamber spice thing was like, it was supposed to help them with digestion. <laughs> and it was just like dusted, but also like drizzled with uh, boiled sugar water. Just over fruits, nuts, and some other stuff that... Oh, like almonds, pine kernels. <laughs> Sorry, I said that's so weird. Uh, pine kernels. Yeah, it's pine nuts. And no, this says pine kernels. Is that the same thing as pine nuts? I don't know. This is another thing about history. I imagine like a little pine cone. <laughs> well, it might be. It, it almost sounds they're... like potpourri to me or like a cornucopia. <laughs> you can have a cornucopia full of potpourri, but I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, that's kind of what this sounds like. A potpourri, cornucopia, um, cloves, ginger, anise seed, anise seed. I'm I'm not sure how you say that. It's anise. Okay. You know, it's star anises. It's like the black licorice kind of flavor, right? Or like yes. more peppery. I mean, it's you're pretty much dead on with the black licorice. Yeah. But uh, it's looks like fucked up cinnamon, <laughs> like a star of cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that stuff before. Uh, what the hell were they pine pine kernels <laughs> yeah and i guess the pine kernels were dipped in melted sugar they had juniper berries too oh my god that's <laughs> these guys like also didn't realize that they're also preserving these things in poison they're like it never goes bad <laughs> but it will also kill you <laughs> yeah that's kind of the theme of candy and kind of how we get to penny candy um it basically was to preserve stuff, and then people realized they could make businesses off of oh, it. Just eating it? Well, you're not going to take a loss on it, because it's like, yeah, oh, I can just have this sit here for three months, and if no one buys it, I can still sell it. And at that time, a lot of it wasn't packaged. So it was in 1847 when the candy press was invented. 
And it's also known as the toy machine. What? <laughs> Which is like... These shouldn't be the same thing, because the first thing I was thinking was, uh, yeah, they're pine nuts, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so funny. I was just picturing like a, a little pine cone or something. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where pine nuts come from. Yeah. But yeah, no. So when you said that, I immediately was like, is this also the thing that they made started making uh, pressed medication with? Probably. So it was, I think, kind of like a thin line between the pharmacy and the candy store. Oh, there also <laughs> most certainly was. They were the same place. And like lozenges were popular at that time, like hardened candies. Yeah. The fucking candy we made with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Just like, eat this hard candy that'll get you mildly drunk. You're like, uh, how did you do this? So this eventually led to a government act, I think in 1906. Yeah, 1906. Uh, the Pure Food and Drug Act. Oh, we did a good job of making that real. <laughs> Basically, there was growing concern from, like, the middle of the 19th century, so, like, 1850 up to 1906. Are you fucking kidding me? So, we, this whole time, <laughs> just, so, in this country, we've had this, like, we've known, we've been this in on how fucking stupid we are about this. Yeah. And there was even... In that same age, there were people that were, like, immediately writing cartoons, <laughs> making fun of it and stuff. Yeah. I, I, there's a pretty famous one with, like, a, a grave digger, a doctor, and, like, a candy store guy. And they're all just trading money? <laughs> no, they're like, our color all comes from the same place. Um, because, like, that's how they were as candy... So they started like the candy press, the toy machine, and then they were just adding stuff to make different colored candy and oh, like, yeah. different flavors and whatever. Some lead paint. Yeah. So some of the stuff they were using is like chromium oxide, oh. copper acetate. Those are both chemicals that'll give you green. <laughs> uh, lead oxide and mercury sulfide for red. Lead chromate for yellow. Uh, white, you have a... A nice special chemical, arsenic trioxide. <laughs> mm. you know, so they were just throwing in different kinds of chemicals, trying to basically entice children, too. Like, the early candy stores are thought of the first places where children actually purchased material goods. Oh, the beginning of <laughs> taxing your children's intelligence. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, that's, that's super good. And I'm glad that, you know, we're one of the only countries in the entire world that's just like, you know what? Not only do we not care if you make candy, but we're also not even going to check up on your candy until <laughs> after you make so much money in taxes. I know they had drafted up laws. We I do think have laws. Least. They're just incredibly lax. Oh, yeah. At this point, we do have laws, and they are still lax. Um, but I'm saying still, like, in the 1850s. So I think they've started drafting stuff up, like, in the 1870s. And it wasn't until 1906 that it finally got passed. There's a book. It's called The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. This is going to be it? really misleading as a book. <laughs> it's about just industrial processes that create food, and, like, specifically the meatpacking industry. Oh, man, I don't want to read that. It's... <laughs> Well, that's kind of how the American public felt about it. Yeah. Uh, the quote from Upton Sinclair, I aimed at the public's heart and by accident, I hit it in the stomach. 
well, <laughs> that's gross and poetic. Yeah. But his book, uh, I'm not sure exactly what year it came out, but it basically elevated public concern even more. They had already been kind of worried about like pharmacies and candy and all this crazy stuff that Dude, was coming we out. We are so fucking lazy as a goddamn <laughs> country. That was a hundred plus years ago, and we are still harping about this shit and refusing to do anything <laughs> at all. I know. Now we're just like, yeah, cross them over. I don't know. Starburst, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Oh Put God. it in a smoothie. I, I don't know what. <laughs> oh, man. If they made a fucking. Oh. So, this is a terrible idea, but if anybody wants to market it, I'll probably buy one. If you made like a little, not necessarily milkshake, but a little freezer smoothie that was a self-contained cup that you had a pull string, so just had all the stuff in there, and then when you open it, you just do the pull string a bunch, and yeah. if I can get your little smoothie, that would it's $7 million in fucking waste every two hours <laughs> to make four of those fucking things, but I would buy one reuse all those fucking G.I. Joe ripcords. <laughs> I was thinking when you said that, I was like, add a little parachute or something. Or it, like something that pops out of the cup, too. Oh, for, my God. Just to no, entice kids. you make it so that the fucking blade that mixes it up shoots off and flies away like one of those fucking... Uh, oh, yeah, like a whirlybird? Dragon warriors. Do you remember oh. that? They had the fucking... <laughs> there was the girls' version and the boys' version, and it was the fairies and the dragonflies. Oh, I think I yeah. do remember that. Because there was that <laughs> period of time where they were like, there are all of these things that we have marketed as girls' stuff so hard that we don't know how to make it boys' stuff. So they did trolls, yeah. and then they, which is funny because trolls are not traditionally a girls' thing, but they made them like a more girls' thing in the toy industry. And oh, then you're they talking made about battle the- trolls. Right, right. And they did the same thing with dragonflies, and it was like fairy sprites or something, because everything that flew in that twirly manner for a while was pink. So we have a real weird gender issue with toys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, we just put guns on stuff and call it a boy's toy. Like, that's literally a marketing campaign we have here. Yeah, definitely. Throw some tribal on it. (laughs) <laughs> that I was mean, like an early 2000s thing, I feel like. I feel like that was as early as like 1995. Yeah, it was kind of starting that extreme I, vibe. Well, I think when they started making the girls and the boys version of the exact same thing, started with Goop Mandos. Goop Mandos? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever Goop seen Goop Mandos that. and Creepy Crawlies. Okay, I remember that. And like the so Easy Bake Oven. Goop and... Mandos were the... It's like the same technology. It's a light yeah. in a box that gets really hot that I don't know if they can still sell. You put some weird plastic in a mold. Oh, dude, that shit's probably so <laughs> bad for you. I've gotten that stuff all over me so many times. Yeah. But yeah, so like Goop Mandos would be the like, I don't know that there's a direct girls, like there has to be, you had to have made like jewelry or something, but it was actually mostly gelatin uh, to make non-edible stuff. They right. used gelatin to not poison children, but all of the <laughs> dyes and shit had to have been crazy. But then, like, Creepy Crawlies was the boys' version of the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah. Which, frankly, the Easy Bake Oven was better, because you could just use it. Yeah, it has a practical purpose. Well, you can eat all of the stuff from Creepy Crawlies. It's just, you have, everything has to be in the shape of a spider. Like, if you decided that you wanted to make a sausage in it, you would have to make a spider-shaped sausage. 
I didn't realize creepy crawlies were food, too. I thought they were just like little plastic molds that you would make. They also had an edible one because that was when it bled over. Yeah. Because there was like no reason to not make like they both use the exact same oven technology. I had all of those. Easy Bake Oven is way, way, way older because like an original Easy Bake Oven, you can do pretty decent amount of baking in yeah when did this come out like the 70s like the 50s i want to say they're real i might be completely wrong about that so like morally speaking candy is not the best thing in the universe oh no and i'm pretty sure the dental industry's in on this shit like i i fully think that's some crook shit so sugar is not the worst thing for your teeth actually is it acid yeah a sugar is bad it's not great but you can easily pretty easily just brush it off correct if you have the ability to brush your teeth (laughs) yeah like fruits particularly bad because it's a mixture of sugar and, and acid. acid. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about uh they didn't realize that or I guess they probably did realize immediately but albuterol inhalers just destroy your fucking teeth. Do they? Yeah. I didn't know that. So you I had one for a long time. You also brush your teeth just whenever. <laughs> like you just feel like brushing your teeth and you're like, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. There are many times where I think you're taking a piss and you just walk out with a toothbrush in your mouth and I'm like, <laughs> Okay, that's what's going on right now. I I know that I have like a, a sensitivity to a lot of things, like just in general, but I feel like I also have a really strong sense of taste and smell. And sometimes you- I get like I can feel the chemical composition of my mouth changing. Oh, I can too. <laughs> I just deal with it. Like I guess that's just the difference. I think more people should have your attitude about brushing. That is just like something you can do whenever. Yeah. Cause I'm programmed to only brush at times. I'm not programmed to brush my mouth when it feels gross. <laughs> yeah, I kind of yeah, that's an interesting point actually. I didn't really that's like an unconscious thing I do sometimes. Yeah, now you're gonna be thinking about that every time. <laughs> it's it's a good thing, Adam, that you just randomly brush your teeth. Yeah. Or I guess seemingly randomly, but deep down inside are doing it for <laughs> fun. Maybe. Maybe it's just totally random. Well, did used to just walk around brushing his teeth <laughs> did he yeah he got in trouble from his dentist because his dentist was like you're brushing all of your enamel off <laughs> yeah you don't want to overbrush. well for like six months he you know how people chew on toothpicks yeah he like with a toothbrush just in his mouth all the time while he was talking when he wasn't talking <laughs> and then if there was no one talking he would just start brushing his teeth Remember when kids would just like chew on pacifiers? I remember like a rave thing. Dude, I remember (laughs) when they sent the uh, emergency letter home from school warning (laughs) your parents about what it means if your kid has a pacifier. And like two things are wrong with this. You don't send the kid that might be on drugs to deliver the warning to your parents. (laughs) Like, I've never understood that method of your parents getting information from your schools like me ratting me out. That's (laughs) that's not going to happen. My parents saw zero things that 
were supposed to go from my backpack to them. Yeah. That it's I, funny, I think a lot of kids don't even consider that. Like, it probably does work for the school a lot of the time. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> but, like, I started forging signatures to field trips that I knew my parents would let me go on. Just because I, it's one less conversation. Yeah. Like, cool. Especially once I knew my parents... I might be given credit for that from if they're like, oh, thank you for keeping in mind that I don't want to look for a pen right now. <laughs> That's funny. Training your kid in a weird way. Well, we had a light table. So, like, we had a light table and my right mom was top. into art. So, there was just, like, samples <laughs> of her handwriting everywhere. <laughs> I, I remember I had a little plastic light table. Yeah, I've forgotten about that thing. I miss my mom's light. My mom's light table was, like, four and a half feet by like three feet oh yeah it was she a had a big, nice one well do you remember what would be a living room in a normal house but no one was allowed in in my mom's house it was kind of her room too no Is it that one? so if you're in the kitchen there's like the little half oh like, yeah yeah like if, so if you're in what would be the dining room kitchen area there's right. that little fucking half divider that part out towards okay yeah that just had like that's the only thing that was in there was mannequins and a fucking light piano table for fucking yes the piano that <laughs> we owned and no one knows how to play <laughs> yeah the only thing i ever did with that piano was turn it into a fort nice. which it's a pretty cool fort that yeah. piano got scratched by cats until it disintegrated <laughs> <laughs> what yeah was it still playable i mean just the outside got disintegrated or what well i think what happened was they finally because they would only scratch the front legs Oh, okay. So I think they scratched it until it wasn't physically able to stand like a piano. Oh, like just the two legs just apart. broke. Yeah, because yeah, it was a fucking grand piano, man. <laughs> we had no reason to have a bajillion pound grand piano. And I think the only reason we had it as long as we did was because it was too heavy to get rid of. Uh, Halloween candy. Oh, <laughs> i don't know how i don't know how you i just realized the other day that i don't remember who i went trick-or-treating with other than my sisters but i do know that i went trick-or-treating into my teens i did too i think i even went like one year of high school or something like when you're just kind of too old and everyone's well, like I, i'll give you candy i 100 percent <laughs> did but that's because i knew a neighborhood that would give you beer <laughs> what on tap or by the can bottles cans whatever they had you were just going <laughs> like, to a bunch a of adults at a pop that <laughs> almost certainly happened at least once i know there was you know where it was a charles barkley that had the house on the hill yeah in paradise valley I think. yeah yeah so that little block like the cul-de-sac because it's like up a big hill onto a cul-de-sac and there's that cul-de-sac it's a bunch of like that's money houses yeah get. yeah you got to hit the rich neighborhoods yeah. get the good candy so one of them one time was having a party that was like come in and get your candy but this is a grown-up party so get your candy and leave <laughs> but the room that they had it in it's like the landing for the house that has like a double stairwell going up to the second floor and then like there's they just go straight to the ballroom but they had all the candy next to a punch bowl that was very obviously just filled with liquor so it was like kids take it was the kids were supposed to take from the stuff like the candy and the adults were supposed to fill up their first drink and walk in yeah i, I for sure was just like ah, <laughs> fucking plastered 12 year old <laughs> i feel like now it would just be like so many different hard seltzers <laughs> oh my god they're Wh everywhere white claws <laughs> uh do you remember 
uh, Neko wafers? They still exist. Like there is a roll of them in my dad's cupboard. <laughs> Neko wafers are also one of my mom's favorite things. Nice. I don't know about that. They're weird. They definitely, you can play guitar with them, apparently. Yeah, they're kind of pick-shaped already. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to <laughs> about them once, and he was like, yeah, the best part is, like, when they explode, there's a little burst of sugar that gets yeah. in the air, so when you they're breathe in... They're kind of chalky. Yeah, well, so you can breathe it in, so when you're using them as a pick, like, they finally break, because they break relatively easy, and it just, there's, like, a puff of sugar, so the air tastes sweet for a second, which I also remember from dyeing my hair with Kool-Aid. Every time I'd comb my hair, it, that would, sweet dust. it would taste like Kool-Aid in the air for a second. And I'd be like, this is a total like positive part of this experience. Not yeah. at all thinking like gross hair dust. Inhaling Kool-Aid dust is a weird thing. Definitely. I, like you get the flavor and everything, but it almost feels just different. It's because you're cutting off fucking oxygen to your brain <laughs> because you're closing up areoles or whatever they are. The alveoli. There we go. Areoli is your nipples. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's good that those are, I just, now I have internal lung nipples as <laughs> a permanent disease in my brain forever. I've also heard people say alveoli and alveoli. Well, so, so there's I don't know which two. One's right. Your bronchioles go into, and I think, so I think it's your bronchioles into something smaller and then the smaller into that. I'm just saying the pronunciation of the word. I'm thinking that they might actually be two different things, though. Oh. Huh. Because I think there's <laughs> two, like, there's the big branch, the little branch, and then the, like, tiny branch. Yeah, the very end level is the alveoli, like, the last part that kind of expands. They look yeah. like just a bunch of little blood vessels. Yeah, so I know right before that is, like, where it branches, and that's different than the bronchioles. Because hmm. okay. the bronchioles are, like, your big chest. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, subject coverage going on. <laughs> I don't know. Do so Halloween candy, what were you always, like, what were you shooting for getting in Halloween candy? I know it's a weird thing, but almost every kid has, like, this, I just really hope I get all of my favorite candy from strangers. Yeah. Um, definitely the fruity, sugary stuff. I wasn't much into chocolate or chocolate bars. We have a reason for not being much into chocolate bars. Getting a chocolate bar trick-or-treating in Arizona is getting a <laughs> weird fucking lump of paper. And Halloween for me was always kind of the gauge of like, is the weather changing or not? Dude, Halloween is the worst fucking day to decide to dress up in I Arizona. I know, that's exactly it, why. You're like, fuck, is it going to be hot boiling or hot cold? Or 32 <laughs> degrees for some reason. And you're like, all right, it just went. Earlier today, there was an emergency heat warning. And now it is almost cold enough to wear a jacket. And to hear that's insanely fucking cold. Halloween candy. I always really liked Smarties, too. And that's what made me think of the the Necco wafer. And I feel like that was a different weird era of candy that kind of crossed over into our generation. 80s candy? I think Necco wafer falls firmly so into Necco, it. I'm sure it's existed since like 1903 or something. 1847. And they all have their date on them. Another reason why I was bringing them up. They're the oldest American candy company. They were one of the early companies to actually package candy, oh, and the first to do it with no just, human hands. You just brought up how disgusting candy was. <laughs> so all these kids are going into candy stores, just like running their hands through the candy that they don't purchase yet. 
Yeah, I think that's what the early penny candy stores were. It's just the modern or later model of just buckets full of different stuff. Yeah, like they still have the like, normal candy store. Right. And I do kind of think that some of those are disgusting. <laughs> it really depends on who's running it. Yeah, but imagine it with no packaging. Well, no, that imagine it before we thought soap was great. <laughs> yeah, that too. A lot of hard work goes into preparing for the revolution, finding the food, making escape plans. But remember, before you go bury your guns, use Tito's Gun Sharpening Polish and keep your gun shop for when revolution strikes. This message was brought to you by the Revolution LLC. Top selling candies of all time? I mean... Any guess? Uh, so what do you mean by top like are you just talking brands or are you talking about types of candy uh i'm talking total sold that did not answer my question in either <laughs> way so, so you're talking snickers reese's okay gotcha like so that, that would be thing. brands so like kind of so, well so, so like, like snickers Mars, is a the chocolate thing about bar. that is that all of this stuff no like so the majority like, of so candy a reese's peanut butter cup uh-huh. versus just a peanut butter cup is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying. Yeah. So is it chocolate bar or is it Snickers chocolate bar? Because <laughs> that's a way different thing. Because I do think like chocolate's probably number one in that. But as far as yeah, brand yeah. wise, I would say it's probably like a Snickers or a fucking Reese's just because Reese's... Those are the top two? Yeah, well, I was going to say Reese's is almost number one in my head just because there's at least three different Reese's products that I will buy. Yeah, Reese's, I feel like, especially lately, I've seen a ton of offshoots. Oh, they just, just like... Half of them are garbage. <laughs> yeah. They they make like a weird nutter butter. The, the ratio is wrong. It's a bad ratio. I think I've seen that one. Also, how do you eat your nutter butters? Uh, I like to peel off layer by layer. Yes, that's. I think that might be an our school district thing. <laughs> we had a class on it. <laughs> well, because I remember everyone in our school doing it, and then as an adult, I do this in front of people, and this is how you find out you're a fucking freak. Yeah. It's like it takes me 15 minutes to eat a nutter butter because I am did like. The amount of the fake peanut butter that gets on each side of the wafer, I try and control. Because getting a completely like clean break is what you want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where it's like one clean side of the wafer, one perfect peanut butter side of the wafer, a thin piece of chocolate all the way around. Yeah. And then usually I will save the two outside pieces and try and get them to both have peanut butter on them. So it will be double chocolate, double peanut butter. <laughs> I haven't seen those in a long time. Oh, I almost bought some the other day. Do you know why you haven't? Because you programmed yourself to not buy fucking Little Debbie's. <laughs> Probably. That's every once in a while I realize that I've become blind to specifically Little Debbie stuff. And I don't know when it happened. It just like turned off because Star, Star Crunch, the, the things that are just light caramel. Oh, yeah, with kind of like a rice cake. Yeah, it's just rice. Yeah. It's puff rice that they just roll around in it and dip in chocolate. Those things I can eat pounds of. (laughs) And they're up $2 for like 70 of them. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, those are pretty good. They have like caramel in them or something too. Yeah, it's just loose caramel. Well, I mean, it's probably a good stopping point. 
Um, I got one last thing because we were talking about <laughs> Halloween and that's actually probably when this is going to come out. Did you ever have like poker, like play poker with your Halloween candy? Um, definitely like some games where we'd use it to bet. I'd probably poker too. Really? Cause that was like a huge thing in my family where like the day after pool. So the first thing that would happen was your parents would go through it like check your candy for razor blades and <laughs> take their tax of whatever your candy blah 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 is with my dad it was like fucking 90 percent of your bottle caps okay he's a bottle caps guy oh yeah bottle caps <laughs> and root beers like so that i found out that that's a specific plant i guess that's like its own category yeah, of it, candy yeah and it almost got like the traditional ones almost got fucking shut down when we were in high school yeah yeah, my dad was upset about it. But yeah, so I used to get in trouble for uh, bamboozling my little sister out of all of her Halloween candy because she didn't really understand the concept of bluffing. <laughs> I'm not good at poker, but I can beat a you know, six-year-old child as a seven-year-old child. Yeah. And I was banned from playing uh, poker with candy. I would just like to end it on that. <laughs> <laughs> or make a super lopsided trade. Uh, no, because trading was kind of not allowed in my family from a very young age. Oh, okay. The oldest kid is eight years apart from the youngest kid. Yeah. So you, there's too a, much of an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, should we start plugging stuff? I'm at Jane dash or Jane underscore Fritz on Twitter. Jane J A I N underscore Fritz F R I T S. Yeah. And I'm VR Furtados on Instagram. Uh, I mostly just post podcast stuff there. So you can check that out. We got the official UPP Twitter as well. Um, you can find the link to it on my Instagram. And I think we're going to get back into streaming occasionally sometime soon. So that is there as well. Oh, yeah. And Andy Pants. That's... Uh, me and Rachel, my wife, we're also on Twitch. That's a lot more frequent than the UPP Twitch if you're interested in watching some video game content. Now fuck off. I mean, goodbye. <laughs> Later. As a candy facility until like the early 2010s. Now, it's a Novartis facility, the pharmaceutical company.